Hi, I'm Logan, and welcome to our Philosophy Club, where lifelong philosophers talk about life's big questions. I hope you have fun. Now let's get started. So I was listening to um, an interview with Sam Altman, who was the CEO of OpenAI. And the interviewer was kind of pressing him on that standard line of, of inquiry of, you know, is ChatGPT going to replace all of our jobs? And at first he sort of just gave the generic line of, it's going to replace some jobs, but it'll replace it with better jobs. Uh, and the interviewer thankfully pushed back on him. He's like, well, that's not necessarily the case. Like, there's no reason that has to be true. Right. And he ended up saying that, what was interesting to him was that we are having these conversations about, about AI replacing our jobs at the same time when this interview took place, that, that France was having just vicious riots over the raising of the retirement age. Mm -hmm. And he said, the line that stuck with me, he said, we seem to be deeply confused about whether or not we want to work more or less. So I think yeah. it sort of comes back to we have a, a built-in assumption here that one of the things that we find distasteful about the AI situation is that humans would be losing jobs. So, so even if the outcome of AI art was just as good, we seem to be placing some value on the fact that writers and actors have jobs. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in a world where we are all financially supported, at least to some baseline, do we still feel that way? So for most jobs, I think, no, no, I think I'm fine with if, if assuming people can get by, pay their bills, whatever, whatever, um, without working, then sure. Fine. I do think it's maybe a little bit different in the creative field because there's only so many movies that are going to be made in a year and only so many movies that are going to be shown in theaters in a year. And if we have AI making some of them, that means there's less opportunities for the artists who would do it money or not to do it. Well, let me, let me stop there and push back on one initial premise is uh, this gets really complicated. Cause like what, what is the economy at the point when AI does so many of these jobs? Right. Um, but, but part of the limiting factor there is. I only have so much time and can only afford to see so many different movies. Well, even outside of that, you only have so much interest in seeing so many movies. Um, even if you wanted to That's not the limiting... My, my interest is not the limiting factor here. There, But it would be at a point. Like, you could say... At a point, yes. Like, let's say, even if you were interested in going to see a movie a day, that's 365 movies you can see in a year. There's thousands and thousands of people who want to make movies. Right now, there's already people who can't do it because they're too busy competing against other people. If they also have to compete against AIs, um, I don't know. Like it seems, if if AIs are also now entering AI, which whose production capacity is like in theory, this not infinite, but it's like so much dramatically more than a human person's. Um, there are going there are necessarily less opportunities for for human people to produce arts then or at least you get there are there are several jobs i think any job it could be the case 
that there are people who love doing it because it it is an expression of their craft. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the most salient examples is like there are people who love to develop software and, and do coding. Mm -hmm. But I, I struggle to see any argument that if a, a coding AI came out that was better than, than people coders, then we should not use it because we want people coders to have opportunities to people code. Well, but with those people coders, are they, I mean, I don't know anything about software, so you'll have to fill me in here, but would they do it like as a hobby in their free time? I mean, they are they doing it? Are they doing it only because it's useful? I mean, it's something they enjoy doing and that it has the benefit of being useful, but would they, I guess, no, that, cause that, that makes sense. Cause like I love to drive, but I'm not driving aimlessly. I have to have like a destination in mind. Like sometimes I will plan on going to the drive through across town because I want to drive my car and listen to music. For the drive over there but if i have like no destination i'm immediately bored um so i have to have even if it's a trivial destination i have to have something that feels like vaguely productive like a, a, a destination in mind. um and then i then i have a fantastic drive i love it um and so i can see where you're going with like coding maybe someone really likes coding but they have to feel like they're making something that is useful and going to people want to use and that there's a, a product at the end of the of the tunnel that's going to get shipped but if every good mm. idea is just developed by AI faster, there's nothing left for humans to code. Nothing useful left for humans to code. Right, right. That's like with it, with it. Okay. Um, I was saying that's not the same situation as because with driving, like it's very like within the near future, we'll have, I think self-driving cars will be the norm. Um, you know, near, near future, but you know, rather within our lifetimes, I think. And, um, I think within like a relatively near future, robo chefs will be a thing. Yeah. A lot of food preparation jobs will be. Can Jaffa, have you seen, uh, have you seen the bear? Uh, not the second season. Yes. But I've seen the first season. Did you like the first season? I loved it. Um, okay. as someone who hasn't worked in food service. Excellent. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, uh, as someone who works in food service, the bear does accurately communicate, um, what it is like to work in food service. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my favorite uh, Normandy, uh, is, 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 um, is the fear on episode seven where they're like in real time before the restaurant's going to open. Yes. Oh my gosh. The stress I apart. felt watching that episode was so real. Um, I was like, when that episode ended, I was, I felt like I had been on a shift. Um, like that was, that really communicated what the stress was like of, of working in a restaurant that it is time concerns like that. Fast food workers equal soldiers on D-Day, Michael Powell. <laughs> um, yeah, what can I say? You know, I, you're welcome. I did my service. <laughs> well, yeah, so putting on side that, like, I guess there are a lot of chefs that are just treated like shit. Sure. Um, there, there does also seem to be some chefs that love it. It kind of feels like something would be lost if everyone's food could just be mechanically made. But maybe not. Yes, but I think that's also probably just like true. That's just the nature of human development. Um, like as a species and as a society, like there were probably great charioteer craftsmen, you know, who are, and people who built stagecoaches who loved what they did and were outpaced by the automobile. And lost their jobs and their passion. Um, and that is kind of a shame, but should we, 
Are we saying it should have never happened because of that? I don't think so. Um, but again, I think you'd have, it would be tough. At least I'm unable to make a compelling distinction between those kind of jobs and creative jobs. Because ultimately, yeah. you know, art fundamentally, I think, serves to entertain us humans. And if us humans can be entertained and moved and changed by things that aren't created by humans, Michael, plug into the experience machine, man. It's a good time. Hmm. I now see. I don't know that I. I think this is the same as the experience machine. Uh, fundamentally, uh, it's 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 similar, and the parallels are run run well enough that we can we can pull it to a point. Um, so I can also I'll, I'll retract that analogy just for the sake of just answers. <laughs> no, I was, I was gonna say you, but yeah, I can concede that I could be moved very well by AI art, and that I can imagine a future in which the industry in which only hobbyists are making art on their own. And they might make very good art on their own. The same way, like, they're still, I don't know, cobblers. Like, those people still exist. Um, but there's not a lot of them. And, you know, it, it's like a, it's become like a little niche industry. Um, and maybe that's what will happen with art. Um, and me, as someone who currently values art quite a bit, that seems, at least human-made art, that kind of seems like a bummer. But I don't know. I'm sure if I was a huge fan of the chariot races way back when, it would have been a bummer when, whenever that went by the wayside. But, um, well, I think there's a leading in my mind, an obvious distinction between the different mediums of art. Yeah. Um, so like live music, I don't think will ever be replaced by AI because I read fundamentally, we are going to see a human being play music. Um, yeah, but I think most other mediums, I think I would go and see an AI movie if it was good enough. I would go see it if it was good enough. I'm being honest with myself. Yeah. And I, um, and I would, I would sit down, I would sit down and watch an AI show on Netflix. Um, if it was good enough, you know, and, uh, I would not go see a rendition of Shakespeare other than for the novelty. Like, so maybe once, but not again. Um, like a, but like a, <laughs> a, like a robotic production of Hamlet. Though I would not go to that. Uh, like, no. So my mind went to like Mickey Mouse style ro- or not Mickey Mouse, uh, Chuck E. Cheese style robots doing Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so again, but assuming these robots could like, I guess look like people. I don't think I would be as interested in that, except for as a novelty. Um, because I, in part, because you know, something that's nice about live is is the limited nature of it. Um, but that, that this is happening this way once only. Um, and like I guess a robotic, yeah, animatronic, uh, Hamlet is going to be the same every single time. That Chuck E. Cheese band gives you the exact same performance every single time. And I think even if they were more advanced Chuck E. Cheese robots, they're still giving because that's the story they program the exact same performance every time. So it at least I'm getting the sense that outside of a very select niche cases, uh, we think most things, there's not actually an intrinsic value of human work. Like, it seems like we've already established that for things outside of creative work, right? The way we're having trouble establishing any value to humans being the ones to do the work. And when it comes to creative, what about, that, what about things that are more 
complexly intertwined. Like, obviously, I think they, that's why we're struggling with art because it's sort of more complexly intertwined with our lives um, as opposed to just, yeah, like driving our cars or making food. Um, uh, but what about like politics? Could we have like an AI senator? Oh. Would we be okay with that? I don't think I don't think we would be okay with that. I don't think people would be okay with that. Why wouldn't we be okay with that? If presumably we have trust issues, that's why trust issues. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I I want to be to at least be able to understand the motives of politicians, and I have the probably naive assumption that they have the same motivations I do. Whereas I have no idea what the incentives of AI are. Well, the programmer would just tell you this AI is programmed to act on behalf of its constituents. And, um, well, one of the, so this might be a problem we get solved in the future, but one of the biggest problems right now is the programmers have no fucking idea. Yeah. This is, this is all right. So in fairness, yes, they could tell me what they set out the AI to optimize. So they, they could say initially we gave them this set of rules to follow. Actually, there's a, a very interesting new AI model that just came out where they trained it with a constitution. Mm. So like, or forget the exact setup, but they, they have a constitution. They train this AI model and before the AI model will output a result, I think they have a separate AI model that looks at the constitution and looks at the output and determines if they match. And if they don't, it won't output that result. Oh, so it's, it's doing the work, like the judicial work of, of like interpreting whether or not some decision or law or whatever fits into the yeah, same constitution. Yeah. So again, I don't know if I would, okay, maybe I would trust like an AI judge. I don't think the public would ever trust an AI. Public would. Yeah, I agree. I think at least not the public as it exists now, but we can imagine a future in which AI is already doing our cooking and driving and making our art. Um, then it seems like if, if you were born and raised in that world, or at least I can imagine a person or a populace born and raised in that world, that would be possibly more lenient on the idea, more trusting on the idea of an AI doing. It's less of a leap for that person, I think, than it is for us. So I, I can't speak for that person. But I, I, my, <laughs> I think my consternation would be like fundamentally. I would hope that all of these changes end up benefiting humanity as a whole. And for all the use cases we've described so far, so long as that knowledge is preserved, we could always take back those functions. So like if the AI chefs try to take over humanity, we could shut them down and start cooking for ourselves. But things get much more difficult if the AI politicians who control the nuclear weapons go rogue. That's right. harder to pull back. Well, the same is true of if the people who control nuclear weapons feel rogue. We've seen Dr. Strange love. Sure. That's a good point. I don't know. I guess the reason I'm bringing this up is because to me, it also feels ridiculous, the idea of an AI politician. But it doesn't seem beyond the scope of the argument we've been having already. Okay. How... <laughs> Okay, so maybe maybe one difficulty here is 
one of the fundamental assumptions about a politician is that if we don't like what they're doing, we can vote them out for someone else. Mm-hmm. Can we, can we vote out or well, I guess we wouldn't vote out the AI, but could we change what the AI is incentivized towards? Or we could even, we even, it could be that we could vote out the AI. The AI, maybe you've got election and you've got a human person versus an AI. And then maybe AI gets elected. And then two years later, we didn't like the AI. So we vote in human person again. Like that's conceivable. Um, and now it's conceivable, like as a theory, I genuinely don't believe a pre- we, the society as exists now would elect an AI basically. Yet. Um, maybe some like city, maybe there, I can imagine like, I guess like a city council AI person in like Silicon Valley or like, uh, you know, but that's pretty much it. Um, and I think they would be doing it more just so they be like, look how technologically advanced we are. We elected an AI city councilman. Um, but I don't know. Are there other examples we can think of outside of politician? Yes. Like if they were good enough, I would probably trust AI doctor. Would you trust an AI teacher in your kids? Yeah, so that's actually one of my hot takes. I think that is the lowest hanging fruit for good AI use cases. Mm. Maybe that's not a hot take, but like if we can deliver the highest quality education to every kid in the country, that seems like an unambiguous good. I remember seeing some article at some point in time about um, in Japan, and then part of the, the issue is that the, ro- the, the technology isn't there yet, um, at least wasn't then, but like they were trying out like robo both robo nannies for little kids and robo caretakers for the elderly and that people hated it. Um, and I think it, part of that is because of like the uncanny valley thing and the technology just wasn't there. Um, do we think if, if there was sophisticated enough AI, we would be cool with that for that sort of a work with human people? I think those are tough and I think it's going to be different for every person so it's sort of like what you said of there are people maybe including yourself that if you knew a movie was generated by ai it would take a little bit of a ding i don't know how much of a ding it would take right but considering that one of the fundamental aspects of a caretaking role is that you are interfacing with a human i feel like if you knew a lot of people wouldn't fight with it yeah okay so i So my immediate pushback there is I could genuinely see like AI romantic partners taking off. Mm, Like in her. Yeah. I think I've said this before. I don't know if on a recorded session, I think her may end up being like one of the most prescient movies of our generation. Yeah. The movie at least made a belief case for it being very believable. Um, But again, so I think I'm coming at this with like, I can fundamentally, I don't have a problem with like the experience machine. So this is, yeah, I think I can imagine them in like, like in her, um, I can imagine it becoming popular enough that like it was a real thing that was happening regularly. Um, but not popular enough to where it like outpaced human relationships in terms of popularity. Does that make sense? And I think that maybe because like we like you're saying, like there's it may be that there's too many people 
for whom knowing that it's a real person, it matters enough to them. There's something about that um, that is maybe ineffable or whatever that it does matter. Um, yeah, because like I remember like reading this was years ago, reading some article that was like like as technology develops will sex robots endanger the human species because no one will have real human sex anymore to reproduce um and that just seemed like such a fundamentally goofy idea like i don't think like they that it would ever like i can't imagine the popularity being so much so that it would like yeah endanger the human species um yeah i don't think so no i don't there's something about the like the knowing that it's like a deep personal the, the personal intimacy between two people is too important. You are so Catholic, goddamn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not saying that like, there would be some people for whom it would be an. I think that that is totally true, and uh, that like yeah, there there would be some people who would be able to live full happy lives, probably with like an AI romantic partner all the way through to the end. Um, but I think that there's a significant enough number of people for whom that would not be enough. Yeah, and you know, the argument there is super complex of yeah, how much does the population or how much of the population would have to opt out before we just see population collapse? Yeah. So Yeah, I guess I don't know anything about that. <laughs> so I also think like order of operations there would be important like i think 16 year old teenage boy who has his first encounter with an ai robot that's like the best of the best isn't probably going to feel let down going to a real person um whereas the person who establishes human connection first would i think agree with you that they would be like yeah this ai thing is weird i'm not going to get into that yeah i guess that's kind of like how in like modern society they say that like the prevalence of like, pornography has had an impact on people's way to approach sex in a healthy way. Um, like a lot of people have porn addictions and things like that, or, or just unrealistic expectations of sex because people are seeing porn all over the internet before they ever have a real encounter. Um, and so I guess maybe an AI, a more complicated AI system, or even like sex robots and things like that would just magnify that problem. Potentially, I can I can conceive of that. Yeah. Well, here's where, like, just as a practical take on it, I think this would be what would cause it to proliferate. Would be not do we think that on a one to one basis, AI or human connection is better? So that's the assumption we're making right now. But in a practical sense, let's take the example of like an elderly caretaker. Um, so much of our issue right now is just a resource shortage of we don't have enough people to care for our elderly. So would we rather have a real person that can spend half an hour with you every day or an AI robot that can spend all day with you? I think right. people are overwhelmingly going to choose the latter and then that's just how it starts. Yeah, and then and then human caretakers become that niche industry that only people with like the extra income who can afford it will go and bother doing right. The same way like a cobbler today, like most people are just going to buy another pair of like Nikes or whatever. But I guess if you have the money for high-end Italian leather shoes, you might take them to a cobbler to be fixed up once they start getting a little shabby. Then may... Sorry, I'm having like a, a fruit fly infestation. 
Well, no. So I think where I'd push back there is let's take parenting, for example. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people parent at the level they do. Um, or, or another way to put this, like if someone didn't have to work an eight hour job, I think they would be more involved parents than the parents who do have to work full-time jobs and also parent. So people, people want to be very involved parents, but not everyone has that option. Mm -hmm. So I think in a world where let's say AI ends up being uh, like utopia and all of our jobs are, are taken by AI. I don't think people are then going to voluntarily hand off their kids to AI. They're going to be like, oh, fuck, like we have free time now to have human connection. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yes. Um, I agree with you kind of there, I think. Um, and again, maybe like speaking for all of humanity is wrong, but I think a lot of people that is true for. Yeah. But there's also a lot of human connection type jobs that people don't want to do, like caring for the elderly. Hey, like shit. No, no, no. I mean, like, like people. Some people don't I, like. They don't want to have to wipe their elderly parents' ass. Um, yeah, well, they do want to, to to spend time with them. So, like, time with them, right? If I so, there's so if I didn't have to work, if I didn't have to work a full time job and had an AI that would do the less sexy parts of caring for the elderly. Would I spend significant time with the elderly? Yes, I probably would. Yeah. I wonder if um, this is like I wonder if maybe I am just not able to really fully imagine what that much free time actually looks like on a societal level. Um, yes, that's like the root of my question here is... Yeah, like I cannot actually, I think, really conceive of... like I have no idea of knowing what way society, direction society would go if the bulk of us had that in this free time. Like, no idea how we would react um, to that, I think. Because I, I barely... Like, I, said, I just... And very recently unemployed. I think, you know, obviously I'm going, no, obviously, but I'm going to school in a few weeks. So I'll have, you know, something to fill in my time then. But if I was looking at like long term, not having a job after having had a job continuously for a long time, like I, 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 don't, I don't know what the hell I would be doing, actually. Like what do, what do people do when they retire right now? I, so here's, yeah, that's a good question. What are, realistically, like in real life, when the, the world we already actually live in, when people retire, what do they do with their time? Well, why would I know the answer to that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, no, I think I, no, I do think for a lot of them, it's, it's, they spend any time with the community in their nursing home. They traveling. Some people travel when they retire. Some people spend time with their family. If they have hobbies, they invest much more time in it. Um, you know, so there's a contingent that watches quite a bit of TV and that's not to say that's a bad thing. This is. They no longer feel guilty just being entertained. Right. Yeah, I think that's... Sounds kind of nice. I, <laughs> I am, I'm torn by the idea that, like, would society just dissolve and everyone becomes pure hedonists? Or do people, like, actually get to spend their lives how they want to spend their lives, and that's a good thing? Yeah, I guess so what, we're decided, what we're describing is society reaching retirement age. 
like we as a human society reaching an age in which the the average human person is by and large retired like their basic needs are met and they don't have to go and clock in somewhere in some sense i think we're answering the question whether or not we want to frame it this way fundamentally i think we're answering this question uh, like do we trust people to have this much free time idle hands at the devil's workshop at a right. level do we actually think that's the case um i kind of think that's patronizing and i agree you know as long as like there are enough people who know how to be doctors in case the ai end up fucking up and as long as there are enough people who know how to make our food and you know yeah, fundamentally, I think. Well, and enough people to want to raise families. That's one of the sticking points for me. But that's not related to work at all. And I think there's a, there's a lot of people who want to raise families. Like, there yeah. seem to be a ton of those. So Yeah, now that I think about it, that is a completely unrelated point because I think work prevents people. Yeah, if anything, yeah, the people who want to and don't feel like they have the time and resources to. So then it sounds like, do we, for almost everything, think that there's no actual intrinsic value to work and that AI's taking over is probably a good thing. If, and this is a big if, um, society and can, can keep up with it, then you think yes. Um, if we can have programs in place that do ensure financial security mm -hmm. as people are as the masses are losing their jobs and livelihoods then probably sure but um that's a no, totally different yeah yeah um well i think yeah in theory if if we can you know if we're imagining a, a utopia where the correct laws get passed that allow for people to have financial security as this technology develops and takes over the jobs, then I think my gut is yes. Because I don't know that I think that there is an intrinsic value to work. Um, now, that said, like, productivity does feel nice. Um, well, yeah, but you still be productive. Like, yeah. You can still go code for six hours a day. You can still come up with business. Right, but if, but if it's ultimately unnecessary um like just like when i was saying like like the, i love to drive but i have to have a destination if it's if it's just aimless turning corners um i don't enjoy that uh and so are we imagining a world in which productivity is all aimless like that doesn't seem as appealing well, no maybe i just fundamentally trust people that they will find things that bring them intrinsic value. Things. Yeah, yeah. Like a, that makes a, sense. A I can argue that. Rather, like tons of musical instruments. Uh, AI can make better music than humans can already, but that's never going to stop me from enjoying playing a musical instrument. Playing music? Yeah. Is... All right, so what if... Let me, let me swing this one. What if, and it seems to me like realistically this could be a case, almost all jobs become unnecessary but there are still let's say 10 percent of jobs that need to be done so do we like just give everyone you know the other 90 percent of people bullshit jobs so that we're all in this together 
or or how do we select the ten percent of people who who need to work? Yeah, so in my mind, um, I don't like the idea of giving everyone the jobs that we're all together. I think that that's a very plausible way that it could actually end up going um, in terms of like politically, because uh, even already the idea that like like there's already some political pushback at the idea of people losing their jobs because AI could do them better. Um, and it's because we have this feeling that people need to be working. They're like, everyone ought to be working. If, if someone has to work, everyone ought to work. Right. I don't know that I agree with that. Um, especially in this world where 90% of the jobs need, are, you know, are, are taken care of. Um, but I think, and I can't say for sure this would happen, but I think it would probably need to um in order for this to be a functioning society is that they would have to be like the social value of those jobs would have to be so high where it's like an honor or like you want like you like you're pushing for them you want to be the like just like liquid doctors now or whatever like it's it's highly competitive and it's like it seemed like like oh you're a doctor like that's that's a big deal um and i think that would have to be the way that would be the way it would go for these jobs it'd be like you like it would be a highly competitive thing. Um, now I can't say whether whether society would actually develop in that way, but I think it would have to. Otherwise, like to, I think it wouldn't work well if you're just like forcing people like like a lottery system or something. Like ten percent of you are doctors. Um, like that wouldn't right. not work. Right? You know, it has to be competitive. And right now it's competitive because being a doctor also comes with a high salary, and that has all sort of other benefits for your life or whatever. And but in a world where your basic needs are met, yeah, I guess. Are we suggesting that yeah, some sort of a class system is necessary so that the upper class are the people who are working these jobs? That's like seems to be where my mind of thought is going. I don't know. Maybe you think something different. I mean, I like the idea of of assigning just a higher status to it or a, an honor, a dignity to doing these jobs, and then hoping that, that is enough to incentivize people. It wouldn't be. I don't think. I think they would have to be able to live in some sort of a luxury. That idea just rubs me in the wrong way of creating an artificial level of luxury that is barred from everyone else. Well, it wouldn't be barred. Um, I think we like you. What you could, what you would do is you would essentially have like a social safety, um, so that like everyone has the basic needs met. And then there's also jobs available, jobs which happen to be highly competitive, um, and those jobs have an increased salary. So then you can go out and buy a Porsche, or you can, you know get a lake house or you can you know do whatever you know go to the beach go on these right go to the fucking moon or whatever i don't know um and so they those jobs have become highly competitive like everyone can enjoy and even this sounds almost dystopian like it seems so bad to think about the idea of like uh like yeah you get the basic life um everyone gets a basic life and then like i, I don't know if society ever works in such a way that like prejudices don't come into play when assigning uh who gets more competitive jobs and things like that so like the idea of like a truly egalitarian society in which like oh yeah it's, it's actually a meritocracy and only the best people are the ones who get the jobs it's like it's like a oh, nice theory but has, has it ever worked that way in human history all right so what about yeah i i don't like that idea of right well if it was like if it was genuine of you know there are these scarce but luxurious resources yeah i think the way we're presenting it is kind of flawed of, of we just have the basic shitty life and then the luxurious life like i'm assuming the basic life would be pretty good mm -hmm. of you have your needs comfortably met like you are not living in squalor 
Um, you're living a pretty decent life. But if it is truly the case that there are just these organic resources, like we can only have so many lake houses, like we just don't have enough lake for everyone to get one. Yeah. I am okay with the idea of the people who do decide to work being granted access to those resources. What I don't like is the idea of doing that artificially of, Hey, we have enough metal and robotic workers to create portions for everybody. We're just not going to, for the people who don't have salaries. That feels anathema to me. Right. Um, yeah, that makes sense to me also. Um, but I think even if it is lake houses, um, cause there's only so many lakes or whatever, it seems unlikely that a fair system develops in which everyone has an equal shot at barely competing for a lake house. Right. I think that's probably true. <laughs> um, like, but I, I guess that may, what the alternative is. Yeah. 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 Like the idea of sharing it amongst everyone. I would love that if it worked, it's not going to, but it's not going to. Yeah. Um, you know what? Maybe in like the AI perfect world where the AI can perfectly efficiently delegate these resources that might be able to work. I'm skeptical, but I'm at least open to that possibility. All right. Here's another idea I'll throw at you. Oh, I was going to say, here's a real quick, a different complication. Um, and that's, that's, uh, I want to say, I say you should listen to this podcast called the happiness lab. And I think it would talk about, yeah, like, you know, the various things to help people be happy and, and lead, lead a fulfilled life. Part of that does seem to be, I think the evidence suggests like the idea that you are contributing something meaningful. So if we are in a society where, you know, 90% of people are effectively retired for, for like for your entire life, like the idea, like right now in retirement, you can at least, you're done, like you have contributed something meaningful. You, you can say like, yes, I've done something meaningful. Now I relax. Um, but if like from the jump, you never had to really contribute anything. I don't know if we're wired in such a way that, that we can get fulfillment out of that. So this perfectly segues into the next thing I was going to lob was what if we just allocated this differently, where instead of having 10% of people doing full time, 10% of the jobs that need to get done, we just take the work that needs to be done and divvy it amongst everybody. So instead of working, you know, 40 hours a week as a doctor, you work 10 hours a week as a doctor and we just have four times as many doctors. Because not everyone can be, not everyone's cut out to be a doctor. Um, and, oh, well, like, I think enough like, people are cut out to be doctors that could. That, well, yeah, but this is even like an issue in, in like my industry of like food services that like not everyone is cut out for like, for like fast food service. Like there are plenty of people I've had who like, this is just not a job that works for you. Um, like you're just like you, the, you and this job are just not a good mix. And that's like the bottom barrel. Like this is, you know, it's, a, it's, it's like an entry level position. It's not, um, like people are, there's people are widely enough differentiated that there are plenty of jobs that not everyone is suited to. And so the idea, it, once there are dramatically fewer jobs, the idea that everyone would be able to do those fewer jobs strikes me as unlikely, especially when those jobs are likely things like monitoring the coding on AI and like, you know, complex mechanical engineering and, um, you know, I don't know things like that, but 
it doesn't seem likely to me that like everyone like in this world where we've eliminated 90 percent of jobs we've also probably eliminated the usefulness of certain people which sounds terrible but like um which is a problem if people need to be useful in order to be fulfilled Yeah, but that that just implies that giving bullshit jobs to people is a good thing, which I just cannot swallow. I agree. I'm I'm I might be stuck on this one. Yeah, so it seems like the options are either what stop developing AI so that it can't so that people are able to remain useful, um, which or, or I think that's not a good option. I agree. I agree. Or we potentially end up in this future where people are not useful and aren't able to do we think that we do we think that we would just find a different outlets like maybe more people would become artistic or something or more people would like like i think like well, i'm not artistically inclined personally uh, i love to appreciate the arts but i don't i don't i've never don't know that i've ever had any, any success or interest or even really in producing art um in a world in which i had no usefulness uh, i don't know i mean i guess I'm, I'm doing philosophy so i guess i got that at least but uh but like i can imagine a person who, who I, I don't know what they would be doing and and i feel bad for that person if if there's if usefulness is in fact necessary so i guess are, are we suggesting that the future is if the options are either limit the production of like stop progress so that we can remain to be continue being useful or get to a world in which some people are just necessarily dissatisfied because they are don't have any options. Well, I think there will always be people who are dissatisfied. Let's, that's just a foundational assumption. Mm -hmm. I think at least at the very least in the latter case, people have a much greater set of options in order to be satisfied. Like, I, I don't know, this sounds kind of mean. Um, trying to think of a nice way to put this. Well, I don't think it's unreasonable that, you know, finding uh, entry-level jobs shitty. I mean, that seems reasonable to find entry-level jobs shitty or like, yeah, yeah, they are shitty. Entry level. Let's, let's not even say entry-level jobs. There are a certain subset of jobs that I think that are shitty, no reasonable person that I also don't like that, but yeah, that are just shitty. And I think for those, but workers, some people are really good at those shitty, shitty jobs. Oh, I think some people are really good at those shitty jobs, but to to force them to kind of find the good in that shit, rather than is not doesn't them, seem fair. Yeah, just give them the option to live their lives how they want and let them find meaning that way. Hmm. Like I don't know. I think to take kind of a stereotypical example, the person who just spends all day playing video games because that's what they love. Versus forcing that person to work a shitty job eight hours a day because we think that will give them satisfaction. Yeah, I would much rather them do the former. Ben, the hiking trails are going to be so crowded once everyone's retired, like as a society. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what you're worried about? <laughs> so that thought popped in my head like, oh man, I'm not going to be able to find a campsite like, anywhere. You ought to make them up. <laughs> The public pools are going to be packed. Fucking oh, gosh. <laughs> no, um, that does seem, this seems like a much better, yeah, it does sound like, like a better system than the alternative of just like 
not allowing, I don't even know the functions, like how, how would you go about, I guess you would pass laws banning AI work in certain fields or something, but like, now, yeah, I, I am, I guess, pro-progress. And then we'll, we'll deal with the problems as they pop up. But that's part of what they said about the industrial revolution too. And here we are with global <laughs> Yeah, I, something doesn't sit right about just saying that humans have no use. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and what, what, what that we're just, we may just be like so rooted in the society as it is now that it's harder for us to imagine what a dramatically different society would be. Like, like I want to say I've read somewhere that like back in, um, you know, like medieval times or whatever, like systems of serfdom, like there were people who worked hard, shitty jobs, like on farms or whatever, and they had no rights, but they also had like way more free time than the average person does now. Um, because like there's jobs to be done at certain times, but it's not like necessarily you're, you're working 40 hours a week. Right. There's, there's, you know, and so it may just be that we just don't know, we're, we may be too rooted in our own times to really be able to properly imagine a totally different society. Yeah. I think I at least may be overestimating yeah, how much use people get out of working, like how much work. it actually contributes to their their livelihood and their sense of well-being sense of self and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think people would find value in community and religion and hobbies and yeah, I'm, I'm less worried about this now. Yeah. We'll be fine. We'll be all right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to be asked. I do think that's the case also. Yeah. Um, what have we concluded here that that we, we concluded that we're okay, okay in all cases of AI just taking over? Anywhere AI can reasonably take over, I guess, except politics, um, where we seem to be okay with, including art. I'm still shaky on that, um, but but I I think I would go see an AI movie. Is the conclusion I've come to. And sorry to the writers and, and actors on strike. <laughs> no, no, we still support that because there's there's more layers to that issue. Um, I, I would say probably, but also they may just be clinging to a dying industry, you know, who knows? There are people saying, Hey, they're, they're like, Hey, no cars. No, we make carriages, no cars. You stop it for I think one of the fundamental assumptions and all the arguments I'm making is that there would be a baseline level of human flourishing that currently does not exist. So mm-hmm. for that reason, yeah, yeah. We still... the issue is that these actors like won't have any livelihood once Correct. if yeah, AI yeah, takes yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, that's I'm okay leaving it there. So we're saying if and the big if is that society gets to a point where we can agree to just grant people basic livelihood, then we're okay with AI taking everything. Child of where I currently am. But we should also acknowledge that we are currently a two-person discussion, and I'm sure yeah, other yeah. people have lots to say. I, yeah, I will. I do think I was thinking as we we're talking about this, the idea that like both you and I seem to agree that there isn't necessarily an inherent value to work, um, but I don't know that everyone in the club would agree with that. And so I, I'm interested in hearing Logan. <laughs> yeah, so I'm interested in hearing some pushback on that. Um, hmm. 
Well, I think we've been going for about two hours. I think this is a good place to leave it for now. It's pro- probably a good, um, good spot here. I would like to revisit this. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, yeah, well, good good talk, Ben. I, I like talk. where we got with this. Yeah. It's so much easier to reach consensus when there's two when there's two people. It's funny how it's easier for two people to agree on one thing than, than six. <laughs> Thank you for being part of our Philosophy Club. This episode was produced and edited by our incredibly talented Sam Roller. We'll talk to you again in about two weeks, and until then, we'll remain your philosophers. friends.